0: Are you getting ready to put in a kitchen with ill-conceived ideas with an interior designer that is essentially stealing your money? You better call Paul.
1: Hey Dan, can you hear me? I can hear you,
0: but I think you can't hear me. I maybe I've dialed. No, I can hear you too. now.
1: Thank you for joining us on for on calls with Paul, or better call Paul and. Uh, yeah. I have your plans that you sent and I'm looking at them. Do you have, Do you want me to critique them first or do you want, do you have individual questions that you want to ask me first or where do, would you like to start?
0: Well, one question I have is if you look at the existing floor plan mm-hmm. and you see the dining room area and you see the kitchen area, which is kind of the middle rectangle, mm-hmm. you'll see like a dashed lines. There's like, I, I think you've, they use the term soffits, mm-hmm. you know, like it's kind of like a raised uh, area on the ceiling. So, so you, you have see sort of a the tray dust. ceiling there. Yeah. Yeah. So the dining room has, you know, a large one, which my wife wants to keep. She likes mm-hmm. the formality of that dining room.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: in the, in the kitchen area, there's that uh, peninsula kind of divided in the middle, but mm-hmm. on each side of it, there's two other soffits and they're at different heights. Mm -hmm. So my wife was thinking that she was going to uh, remove the wall between the dining room Mm -hmm. and the uh, kitchen area, for example. And so she could put in an island and take out the uh, peninsula. But then because of those two soffits, she was going to try to make them, I guess, the same height. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then, but then I think I read somewhere, maybe in one of your, on your online site where maybe soffits aren't a
1: good thing to have
0: in the kitchen. So I wanted your opinion. Yeah. I mean,
1: soffits in general are not a good thing unless you're making tray ceilings, which you you're doing here, but it says in the middle of the dining room that the, the height of the ceiling is seven feet, nine inches is that the height right. in the middle of the room or is that the height over the sockets? Oh, the height is seven height. feet, four inches on the on the perimeter. And then the- Correct. The, so I would tell you that when you have inordinately low ceilings, which you do, I mean, right. normal height ceiling is eight feet tall. So mm-hmm. if you can get, and, and what about in the other rooms? What's the height of those ceilings without the sockets?
0: Yeah, well, to, that, to the left of where the dining room is on the di- diagram, that's our living room, and mm-hmm. that has a raised ceiling. Mm-hmm. So, from the living room going to the dining room, there's steps. You know, if you look at the, uh, the dining room area on the lower left corner, you kind of see that, like, there's a little rectangle with an arrow pointing to the right. Those are steps. There's like, I think, two steps. So it steps up from the living room going into the dining room. It steps up.
1: So hold on. So, see if I understand. so your living room is not higher. There. Right. No, the living room is what, at the top of the screen? In back of your peninsula right now?
0: No, no. The living room would be to the left side of the diagram, which isn't shown.
1: You mean it's after the, the dining room?
0: Uh, I see like I see now. Like, I see
1: the drawing where you have there's a step up there. Other than that one step there, what's on the the rest of the, the dining room? Is there a wall there or is that also oh, yeah. A step?
0: So, yeah. So where the right above where that diagram is where the steps are, that's mm-hmm. kind of I think you call the term like a pony wall.
1: Oh, okay. That's a so, hip so, wall. Okay. Yep. Pony wall, yeah. wall. Yep, that's a good yeah. idea. That's important yeah, to so keep, right?
0: Right. So that's there. And then uh, right above the dimensions where it says 10 foot, eight inches, Mm -hmm. there's a a door, a double door there. I forgot what you call that. Those doors. And it opens out, you know, to the outside because right above there, it's kind of like our backyard pool area.
1: Is it a French door that opens in? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it opens. It opens out, actually. French doors that yeah. open
1: out, so then you don't have any screens on those doors. No screens, correct. Okay. And do you get bugs where you live?
0: Uh, there's lots of bugs there, so we never open up that door So right now. One of the
1: things you might want to consider doing, because whoever okay. did the French doors, French doors are supposed to open in, but somebody didn't want them opening in because then it they would hit the table... So that, so they had to have French doors more than they had to do something sensible. So it would have Mm -hmm. been better if they made those, that doorway sliders, then you could slide the door to this side. You could have a screen door there on the outside Mm -hmm. so that you could leave the door open if you wanted to get some air, close the door, but it wouldn't be, the doors wouldn't be ruining your patio and they wouldn't be, because they're not opening up into your patio, you could have a screen, and then they could wouldn't be opening into the room so that they'd be hitting the table. So I would think that one of the best investments in your house you might be able to make would be replacing those doors with more sensible doors. Oh. <laughs> but if you ever, well, you know, you get, you're doing some major construction, and every time yeah. I see a picture, in your picture you're sending me a refrigerator that's four feet wide, so mm-hmm. that's like a $15,000 refrigerator possibly. So right, it, if, you're, yeah, if you're spending $15,000 on a refrigerator, you're way better off spending $3,000 on a refrigerator, $2,000 on some sliding doors and pocketing the difference because your house is going to be a better house. You know, it's always wonderful if people want to right. get expensive appliances, but fixing the the architectural mistakes that were made When you're spending all of this money, fix some architectural mistakes first. That's what makes your house valuable and makes it more livable and more attractive. And then whatever whatever money you got left, then start throwing money at crazy expensive appliances and cabinets. We sell cabinets. We sell countertops. All of these things are wonderful if you want to splurge on them. But getting the best design really is the the best investment that you make.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a rent, ranch style house. So mm-hmm. single story is basically, you know, long and skinny. Mm-hmm. You could think of it that way. And so the way this house was constructed, when you go through the, uh, if you look at the kitchen area and you go to the left, all that's on a raised foundation. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the parts from the right of the kitchen, that's all a slab. Mm-hmm. So when they, when they built this house, you know, the, the previous owners, they added on, you know. So right now, the kitchen and dining room, that's in living room and one of the master bedroom, that's all on a raised foundation. And then everything else to the right of the kitchen is a slab. Okay, but I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say uh, where the living room area is that's not shown. That's like a series of large glass windows mm-hmm. that overlooks the pool so when my wife put in this french door in the dining room uh, that used to be just that used to be just a, a solid wall there
1: oh okay and
0: she, she put those in and then there's like a brick i don't know uh you know uh, it's not a patio it's just a brick uh mm-hmm. structure there steps that go out towards the pool area so she kind of put that in
1: there i don't know you know like you said it's probably not the best Uh, Yeah, I mean, I would tell you, I look at your design, and it looks Mm -hmm. very much like the person doing the design work is not a kitchen designer.
0: The dimensions
1: that you're leaving between spaces, tell me this person. And just even little things like the fact that they're building a wall on the side of your refrigerator. That really hasn't been done in 30 years. You wouldn't want a wall on the side of your refrigerator you would want a panel on the side of your new refrigerator. So I guess the thought was that that was load-bearing and it couldn't go away. Is that why they're keeping that wall there?
0: Oh, no. In fact, that wall between the bottom of the kitchen and that, uh, that cabinet, upper cabinet office bar area, that mm-hmm. wall is definitely not load-bearing. I think so, the only reason, you know, there was a wall there before. Mm-hmm. And so when they thought they were gonna put the fridge against it, my wife didn't want to see the edge of the, you know, the side of the fridge.
1: That tells me that maybe your wife is directing this and maybe the person that she's working with is Uh not giving her good input. You know, you don't put a wall on the side of your refrigerator, you put a panel, which makes the the refrigerator built into cabinetry. And then also the, if you're gonna have moldings on top of your cabinets, then the moldings Mm -hmm. can return around the side of the panel and it looks much mm-hmm. more attractive. So putting a wall okay. on the side of the refrigerator, when you go to open your refrigerator doors, one of these doors is gonna bind against that wall if the wall comes out past the box of the refrigerator. And if you're getting a right. counter depth refrigerator, you don't want to extend the wall out past the box of the refrigerator. That defeats the purpose of getting the most expensive appliance in the world. So when yeah. you see some kind of error like that, it means a couple Mm -hmm. of things. It means the one person, the person directing the project is, is probably, you know, just like the door that got put in, that's in, you know, you can't use it because you can't, it's, you don't have screens on it. Somebody getting somebody's input and maybe saying, Hey, if you want to get light here and you want access out into this area, even though you could get a sliding door that looked like a French door and then, right. Then And then they got to have a screen right. door. You could have the light. And then also when the door opens, if there's steps there, you wouldn't, you know, if you're trying to get in from the outside and you're trying to open yeah, the doors, have you have to step back off the steps to be able to. Exactly. So it's just ill-conceived yeah. is what I guess I'm trying to say. So what we want right. to do is we want you working with somebody that's going to prevent you from doing ill-conceived ideas.
0: Yeah. And if I could be uh, honest with you. You know, my wife has talked to several people, and you know, we've paid for kitchen designs that basically have given us some of these information. So uh, I think, like you said, it's it's hard. It's been hard for us. We live in California, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to find a designer. There's a lot of people that say they're designers. But they don't give you the same input that you're giving me right now. I mean,
1: well, the people out of the designers usually Mm -hmm. will always be working at places where you buy cabinets. So if you're talking to somebody, even an architect or an interior designer, and they're not working at a place that sells the cabinets, it's not good. It's not that's not good because two reasons. If you can figure out which place is the place that you want to work with, usually the design time that you're going to use is going to be free. It's going to be incorporated into the price of the cabinets that you're buying. So right. you know, some places might have a, a big deposit that you have to pay. Some might have small Some might be, you know, you you really want to work on really finding the place that you think you want to get your cabinets from and looking at reviews and things like that to find this place. Once you're the person that sells the cabinets, that's the person that's the most professional. We make more, when you sell cabinets, that's where all the money is, right? We make the money when we sell the cabinets. If you're just designing things on the side, you're not making anywhere near the money that the people that are selling the cabinets are making. So where you, right. you, if you're good at your job, you will gravitate towards the place that will pay you way better. And then the good part is the customer's not paying anything for design; that the design is incorporated into the cost of the cabinets that the customer is buying. So hopefully, right. if you found a good person to work with, they would be able to help you with that stuff. But that I mean that's also but why we I, have a podcast so that you can call in yeah, and we can.
0: I was gonna just a note. I mean, the reason we have that large refrigerator is because we had one that same size that used to be on the wall between the dining room and the kitchen. Oh, okay. And, and basically, uh, our power company was doing some things in, the, uh, in our uh, area there, and they blew out our refrigerator, the electronics.
1: Oh, okay. So,
0: so basically, we got a replacement fridge, which was kind of like the same size of the refrigerator that we had, you know, when we moved into the mm-hmm. house. And then later, once we had that refrigerator, we started like saying, okay, now we're going to, uh, might as well, let's try, r- try to redo the kitchen. You know, my wife wanted to do that and take out that peninsula. Then we realized that, oh, that refrigerator is kind of like maybe a little too big for this mm-hmm. space, but we're stuck with it now. So yeah. that's that's- Well, there's of the lots of-
1: when you're stuck with a fifteen thousand dollar refrigerator, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you want to design it. around it. And certainly, moving or making changes to yeah. some of the things that you're doing is though that's re- much less expensive than than the, the cost of cabinetry and other things. So, right, the, I guess some of the other things I look at your design, and you know, the refrigerator is going to be closing in all the countertop that's turning the corner. Maybe a better place to build this refrigerator in does it is it stainless steel or is it going to have panels on it what's it going to be
0: stainless stainless steel
1: stainless i mean there's lots of different places that it could end up i mean before we even figure out that let's talk about i don't understand the double oven that you have hanging out in space oh okay what's going on with that
0: Because what we were told basically is the refrigerator could either be where it's shown on the, uh, the proposed plan. It could Mm -hmm. either be there or it could be placed where the, uh, where the door shows on the, on the top right of the, of the kitchen area. They said it could be either, the fridge could be there also, but then if so, then we would have to move the door that goes out to the, that door swings out into an enclosed patio.
1: Oh, that's not good. Then closing that door up.
0: Yeah. So that's why, you know, we're saying, okay, so if the refridge goes to where it's shown on the plan, then they said, where are we going to put these double ovens? And, you know, they, they talked about moving it along the right wall of the kitchen or, and then they couldn't really make that work only because, uh, They said, you know, if my wife wanted an island, so if they put the island kind of where it's shown somewhere on the diagram, and they said, where are we going to put the double oven, they didn't really have a solution. So then they stuck it over where it's shown, you know, kind of off by itself over there.
1: Well, that would be, that's ludic, that's really crazy, right? So we have to find a better place for that. The floor on the dining room and the floor in the kitchen are all one level, right? Correct. And do we think that Correct. you can take out all of these soffits? Is that possible?
0: Uh, you know, uh, would it be possible to keep the soffit over the dining room and remove the other two soffits? Because like I said, uh, we have a attic above our uh, first floor. Mm-hmm. So removing, removing the two soffits in the kitchen would not be a problem
1: at all. hmm But But if you're going to remove the soffits in the kitchen, then the perimeter Mm -hmm. of your dining room is going to be lower than the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. And then this dining room and all these soffits are are inordinately short. I mean, you actually have soffits that are at 7 feet 4 inches, and the middle of the room, I guess, is 7 feet 9 inches, and a normal height room is 8 feet. So... Why Mm -hmm. anybody, if you can get rid of soffits, we don't, I don't really know what's in it without looking. And it might be ductwork. There might be, uh, I mean, I can't even think of, in my wildest dreams, I can't think of a reason why anybody that didn't have even an eight foot high ceiling would ever build soffits. Because it's.
0: Well, I think, yeah, because they had that uh, pony, I mean, not pony because they had that peninsula, mm -hmm. you know, before the existing floor plan. I think uh, they had like a interior designer that came in and, mm-hmm. you know, she designed like special curtains and everything. And so she put those soffits in more for looks,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Because those soffits... Interior of like, they're, designers they,
1: are, they're, again, they're the people that don't yeah. make any money. Oh. You know? <laughs> they're not the, you generally, you know, they're usually people that are working, women usually, that are working part-time and mm-hmm. they have what they consider style. And this is their part-time job to, to make money as a homemaker or something on the side. If they really were right. good at their jobs and knew what they were talking about, they would be making, I mean, we have a kitchen designer in, that works for us that makes a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year. So interior mm-hmm. designers typically aren't, you know, and that's in Pennsylvania. You're in California where people need to make a lot more money, but typically, you know, interior designers are getting paid some kind of consulting fee. And it's not, you know, you you sell a a $30,000 kitchen, your commission on a $30,000 kitchen might be something like $4,000 or something like that. Mm. Again, bad advice. Having, you know, once your ceiling isn't eight feet tall, I don't think you really want to lower it. If you had a nine foot high ceiling, all this might be a great idea. Okay. You know, what if you're a tall person? If you're, oh, if you're I know. <laughs> a basketball player, right. you're, you're, your soffits are four inches above your head. Right. You can't jump up. If you're six foot eight or something like that, and you just happen to, to jump up in the air or yell or something, you're hitting your head on the ceiling. But if you can get rid of them, that would be my first advice. Because not only that, if you keep any soffits, that I don't know how you make the transition from the dining room to the to the kitchen. When the soffits are lower, then you're going to have a, a, a thing that comes down that when you sit, sit in the kitchen and look in, the, the ceiling will be coming down there and it won't be attractive. Although if that's a load-bearing wall, you might have end up with a beam going across, but they don't even think from the pictures, it doesn't look like they're thinking that you're going to have a beam. It's just going to be right. open So if you don't have to have the beam going across there then it's going to look way nicer and your cabinets are going to be way more attractive once you make the ceiling height seven feet four inches you're going to have 30 inch high wall cabinets Mm -hmm. if you went up to seven feet nine inches if your ceiling was very level and someone could put a level on it maybe you could get 36 inch high wall cabinets And have a three inch crown molding or flat molding, depending on how contemporary you want your kitchen to look, but you'd have taller cabinets, they wouldn't be so squat with all the soffits. And then it would be a continuous ceiling from one room to the other. The other thing is, the distances that they're leaving from the front of the stove, I guess, from the cabinets probably, to the... Cabinet to cabinet, it looks like they're leaving thirty-three feet six inches, which means that when the countertop overhangs, they're leaving three feet three inches with the countertop overhang. And then when you include the countertop over, overhang in the thirty-six inch range that you got in this picture, so you got a seven-eight thousand more dollar range in the picture too. You're leaving probably three feet of space from the range to the peninsula. So when you, when you include the overhang of the countertop on the cabinets, that also really isn't sufficient. So you if you're standing at your island, like right now you have seven feet, 10 inches between the countertops in the middle of your kitchen with the peninsula. Now you're talking about leaving three feet between the island with the overhang of the countertop and the stove. And so you can't have two people. A person couldn't stand at the stove, and a person really stand in back of them, right? They would only be right. at, at most twelve inches. So you could maybe squeeze by them if they if they move forward towards the flames of the stove. So you you know the next thing is is you really probably need to to make your distance between your stove and your island greater, and then you can move your island back by getting rid of that double oven from that location that double oven is making your island smaller but so that you can leave enough space to get by it it's clogging the works it's forcing you to leave the inappropriate amount of spaces i mean that's really i look at your plan you even have an overhang of one foot ten inches on the back of your island so okay you only can overhang a countertop one foot without having some kind of column or some kind of leg or some kind of bracket. And even if you did that, (laughs) the whole countertop would tip over. It it would be so much weight that you'd have two feet of countertop, which is 25 pounds a square foot on one side of your island. And if this overhang was one foot, 10 inches, you'd have one foot, 10 inches, just a little bit less of overhang on the other side. You got 280 pounds, over 300 pounds of countertop that is trying to tip over your island. Yeah. Whoever's doing this,
0: uh-huh.
1: they, they don't know what they're doing, I don't think. There's, I see. Have you been that able to island. see this thing in 3D?
0: Uh,
1: no. So no. yeah, run to head for, <laughs> run for the hills. And this person doesn't have the software to be able to design mm-hmm. kitchens this is exactly the people in our industry that are stealing from people. They're the least experienced people in the industry. They don't know anything about the products that they're drawing in their pictures. They really know very little about kitchens. You know, if you're a CKD or some kind of certified kitchen designer, you have to know everything about all the architecture and all the products that you're selling and electrical plans and all these other things. But even if you're not a CKD and most of us aren't, we have to learn all of that stuff anyway. When you're selling the cabinets, what the reason that the people are better that, that the other ones that sell the cabinets is that when you're just right. drawing things, you have no responsibility, right? Someone's paying mm-hmm. you to do these silly drawings that you're doing, but there's no repercussions if you don't like the finished product. If I sell right. you a kitchen and you buy all the cabinets and it doesn't fit and it doesn't work and your island tips over, and someone gets set on fire and whatever the calamities that happen to you after i've sold you the kitchen you're coming after me right <laughs> you're yeah. you're suing me you're holding me responsible for this and or wanting to return all your cabinets or return your countertops or whatever it is so that's why we can't if we don't know what we're doing We can't really be in our business very long if we're selling people tens of thousands of dollars in cabinetry and countertops, and their their experience after they leave us isn't a good one. They would, everybody would want their money back, and they'd be calling the manager and or their attorney on us. That's why you want to be working with the places that sell the cabinets.
0: They don't have to be expensive places. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, I mean, I went on your website and Mm -hmm. I found like. Uh, a kitchen, you know, cabinet place designer, which mm-hmm. is not too far from our area. But when I looked at their reviews, several of their customers were kind of unhappy with them. Okay. So I was trying to look for an alternative, but then the next alternative was
1: like, you know, maybe two hours away. Well, let you know what? Either North-
0: uh-huh. that's,
1: that, that's really good input for us. So you're really helping us. We will leap out the name of this place that we're presently recommending. So, Mm -hmm. but let's, let me just take a look at who we're recommending in your area and then look at some of the reviews. Sometimes the reviews are telling. Like, I I don't, you know, it's like, I'll go, if I'm looking for a restaurant. Right. I look at the reviews and I look at the bad reviews. And if the restaurant gets four stars or four and a half stars, and then I look at the reviews and all the reviews say, that the food is too expensive and that they had to wait too long for their dinner or something like that. You right. know, that's what maybe young people, I'm 64 years old, that's what maybe young people are complaining about, that they don't have as much money as I do and they they didn't like having to wait for a, fancy, a, a nicer meal but no one's complaining about the, the food. And then the people that are given the place five stars love the food. And the chef John is incredible or chef Joan is amazing or whatever. It's like when all the bad reviews are just the complaints about stuff that don't matter, then that's the best right. thing of all. Then that's the restaurant I want to go to. So right. uh, same thing could be true for a kitchen place. If you go to R and you look at our reviews, we get really good reviews, but Almost all of the bad reviews that we get are people mad at me who called up over the phone and I gave them sobering advice, which is sort of what we do on our podcast and we I do in real life, is if you got a bad idea, I want to make sure you understand it. And they're not people that even hired us or are working with us. They're people that called up and said, I want to do this, this, and the other thing. I already have my design. I don't need a designer like you. I just want you to give me prices for cabinets. And I say gee, that's a really bad plan. I I think that, you know, I'm looking at your plan here that you sent me and it's horrible. And then they'll write a negative review. But that's really good. Because if you're looking for a kitchen designer, you want people that are going to be honest with you. You don't have to like them. It's way better if you like us less, but we prevent you from doing things. If we can push push you towards better design, we'll never make somebody buy a kitchen they don't want. But the more we can push people towards good design choices, they never regret it in the end. I mean, we do it for a living. So, you know, no one's ever called me, even though I'm brusque and everything else, after the fact and said, gee, I took your advice and I want you to know that I like my kitchen better this way. That's never happened in 35 years. People call up crying because I'm so so I wish I'd listened to you. You know, this is too short. This isn't enough space. Or, you know, my my island just tipped over, right? Or whatever it is, they call up upset that they didn't listen to us, but very rarely do they. So let's take a look real fast here, though. So I'm just okay. looking at your, the place that we recommended it, And I can bring up there. I'll figure it out. It was in San Dimas. San Dimas. Okay. So let's see. Yeah. Of course, the the most troubling thing is, you know, sometimes companies are financially struggling. So if you read correct. a review and somebody says, "My cabinets didn't come and they made me pay in full before," that would be the worst thing that someone could say on a a review of a kitchen place. Because kid, you know, hmm. companies go out of business sometimes. Oh, out of business, correct. Let's see. So okay.
0: Yeah, in fact, one of the places I just went to. You know, they basically, he told me that he was thinking of leaving the business (laughs) because (laughs) I guess, you know, he said he's not making very much money. And so even though, you know, he had a a cabinet layout in his shop and, you know, he seemed like he knew what somewhat he was experienced with kitchen design. I kind of had second thoughts about going with him because, you know, I don't know if any... Well, that sounds like,
1: yeah, isn't he? He sounds more like he's a a carpenter cabinet maker and he builds these cabinets. Is that what he does? It's not, so Uh, that's not a cabinet dealer. A cabinet dealer is somebody that like sells, they don't make the cabinets or whatever, they're selling the cabinets, and usually they'll have several brands of cabinets. That they're selling, so that they can be selling to customers that are on a budget and customers that have middle-priced kitchens. So this is California. Where did we say? So, San Dimas. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that that cabinet place I was just talking about. It was for showplace cabinets. Okay. They're you know they're they're fairly. I think they're rated like num- uh, four on your on your reviews. Yeah. And you know they they seem like uh, they they had uh, some decent cabinets and but I was just worried about him because he he's thinking of uh,
1: leaving. Well, showplace cabinets had a lot of problems during the pandemic, oh. so that might be part of the problem why he's not making any money and everything else. But you don't you know it's a bad idea if you're a cabinet dealer to sell one brand of cabinets. The way we, we find we, people is to okay. find kitchen designers is we do it on, we first do it on house.com because if you're a real oh. kitchen designer and you're selling cabinets, right. you have to have a profile on house. And what's your zip code? 92861. Okay. So now I'm looking at individual companies. So the first thing we do when we look at these companies is we don't look at their reviews first. We look at the pictures of their kitchens just to make sure that okay. they're not showcasing kitchens with mistakes. So I see. if you're showing mistakes, then that would be a troubling thing, right? That usually eliminates something like 80% <laughs> or sometimes a little bit less, but it eliminates most people. Well, I'm seeing lots and lots of bathrooms and lots and lots of other projects, but no kitchens. So what that tells me is that that's Mm -hmm. some kind of interior designer. So now we're gonna go to, I'm gonna skip the next one, which is interior design. And we're in the right category, right? Uh, Okay. Let me search kitchen and bath designers. So these are kitchens claiming they're kitchen and bath designers. Oh, this looks promising. Let's look at these guys. They got 211 projects, so they're gigantic. All right. So I've been looking through all of their pictures. There's at least no mistakes. Okay. Custom Ikea kitchen. I don't know that I like that concept at all.
0: So. Yeah. And I don't know if this helps, but my wife is looking for something. She calls it transitional. hmm
1: There's a lot of people that would be contemporary kitchens in your area. Transitional would be the kind of kitchen that's more popular in our area. But these guys, I'm going to go with these guys' website. This looks like a pretty big company, but the fact that they're selling IKEA custom kitchens is trouble. So I don't want to, oh, there's some kind of specialist in custom IKEA stuff. Well, that's a bad thing. It looks like you got a sort of a tough area. Out West is sort of tough. Mm. Chicago is also tough. Oh, out really? West, a lot of times, is very expensive and not that great designers. Well, this woman's certified. So I'm scrolling through her designs, but I probably don't have to look at too many designs. If you're certified, we don't know that you're great but we know that you're mm-hmm. unlikely to make major mistakes. So, and right. I have found none. So that's, she instantly passes the test for that. Let's go to the next. What kind of reviews does she get? She gets impeccable reviews on House. but as we all do, let's go to her mm-hmm. business. I like the name of her business.
0: Yeah, we did work with one one company you know that had a certified kitchen designer but mm-hmm. the cabinets they they sold were shiloh cabinets and then the the quality of those cabinets just didn't seem
1: very good i mean shiloh's actually got some nice finishes and everything but the construct we don't rate them well just because the construction mm-hmm. of the cabinets isn't so great but a lot of people yeah, that's- that aren't engineers wouldn't really realize that so a lot of kitchen designers might not appreciate that okay I think I like this. Yeah, one thing too is my
0: wife, Uh, He likes flush inset
1: cabinets. Oh, well, if you want inset cabinets, now you're into very expensive cabinetry. Mm -hmm. So, So then your cabinetry is gonna be custom, but that's good because this company looks like they're pretty reasonable. The woman that's working there is a certified kitchen designer. She has her okay. own website with many good reviews and everything else, but she's working out of a relatively reasonable, it looks like, kitchen place called the Kitchen Store. The Kitchen Store is in Culver City. That's close to you, right?
0: Uh it's about a <laughs> it's about a good uh, hour or so, dr- hour hour and half drive. Oh, an hour and drive. a half, really? Yeah.
1: Well, it might be your it right. might be your best bet because yeah. you gotta you gotta right. you that uh,
0: Does it give her name?
1: Yeah, so her name, just bring it up here. Her name is sure. Cynthia Pedigo. Okay. She's a certified mm-hmm. master kitchen and bath designer. Oh, She's, okay. Works out of the kitchen store in Culver City, California. And, okay. and the kitchen store in Culver City, California, carries everything from very inexpensive cabinets up to right. very expensive cabinets. And so, what's good about that is that uh-huh. means that when the kitchen store is carrying name brand cabinets, especially right. they carry Decora. Decor is okay. a very nice brand. I think they actually do inset, but I would probably spend a little bit more money if I was getting inset cabinetry. But the good news uh-huh. about Decor is Home Depot sells Decora. So why that's a right. good thing is if you're selling a cabinet brand or, and they're selling top knobs, if they're selling major things that other companies sell, they can't be overpriced because they're selling products that... Home Depot carries, right? So they have to at least remain competitive. So now you've got a sure. woman who's an expert in kitchen design, working out of a store that is reasonably priced. They wouldn't be able to be much more than 5% more expensive for the products they sell that a Home Depot sells because they couldn't right. stay in business. Everybody would have their kitchen designed and then run off the Home Depot to buy it, right? So...
0: It's a, it's the uh, best of
1: all worlds, so I think this is a good find. That uh, in what, fact, what, go ahead.
0: What cabinet line would you recommend that they sell for insects?
1: So if not, they have like Decora. The Let's look at all of their brands. They carry a lot okay. of brands, so that's a good okay. thing too. So the more brands you carry, so they got Decora Omega. So they carry Omega cabinetry. That would probably they carry Crystal. So Crystal and Omega both make inset cabinetry very well. Okay. And Decor does too, make cabinets very well, but with inset, they do do inset, but you'd have to price it out. A lot of times the companies that are a little bit lower than custom, Decor is not a custom cabinetry. So like we sell Jim Bishop is a non-custom cabinet brand that we sell. And then we sell a lot of Jim Bishop. But if we're gonna, if someone wants a custom inset cabinet, by the time I upgrade all the upgrades I have to do in Jim Bishop to get them that they're really sure. into, the, into the pricing yeah. of the custom cabinet brand. And it w- they would have been better off just going with the custom brand because now right. I can customize as much as I want and it doesn't cost anything. That's the beauty of a custom cabinet company. It's usually not costing you a penny to make a cabinet an eighth of an inch narrower or you know, to, to make all the yeah. cabinets perfectly sized. You just price to the cabinet to the inch. If you make it a little bit less expensive, you're paying for the full inch. So it's, it's nothing that's in Decora. If I make the cabinet narrower in Decora, they will do that, but it's 25% more. So the more I'm customizing in a higher end semi-custom line, the faster I get closer and closer to the custom cabinet brands. So, and then this woman, she's certified, a certified master kitchen and bath designer. She's had to pass so many tests on construction and everything else. I can't imagine her giving you too many bad advice tips. I see. Well, Why don't you start with that? Just because really, yeah. I okay. think that your design has so much work left to do on it. And so many different things okay. that you'd be so much Fair. better off having somebody have work with her. And then she's another professional like myself. And then you could right. send me her design after she gets something close to that you're ready to buy. And I can say, okay. oh, you know, gee, Cynthia's doing it this way. Have you thought about doing it this way? You know, she's not going to create something that's going to make, you know, I looked at all the pictures of all the kitchens that she's got. She's not doing any kitchens that have any, you know, there's nothing funky going on. There's no mistakes. There's no weird things. So it's just going to be a matter of personal preference. I like doing something one way. They like doing something the other way. If the customer, sometimes I give them my input, the customer then changes to the version I did. Sometimes customers have the d- other designers that work for me have come up with designs that the customers like much better. Sometimes I've liked them much better, right? <laughs> After mm-hmm. I've seen them. Right. Sometimes when somebody sure. does nine tenths of the work, it's easy to do another tenth and make it even better. Right. But she's uh, a I good place I, to start. What I'm going to do okay. is I'm going to give you a link to her and I'm going to email okay. it to you.
0: Oh, thank you. Okay. I saw that on your rating list, there was a uh, manufacturer named. Star Mark set Mm -hmm. that you rated a five and then a quality was a plus and value was a, Mm
1: -hmm. that is a good brand as well. Yeah, that's a good brand. Star Mark is right up there with these other brands. You know, Star Mark, the five is, is not a a rating. The five is a price point. So Star Mark is five. Decora is a five. Some of these other brands that they Omega is probably a five Although Mm -hmm. Omega Pinnacle is probably a a five and a half. And Crystal's probably a five or a five and a half. Once you get to the good lines, there's really not that much difference between them. Okay. In fact, once you get to the inset and beaded inset lines, then Mm -hmm. uh, you can usually always upgrade to a better made cabinet, except (laughs) the way Shiloh makes their cabinets. I don't know why they do it, but... The colors and finishes I think are very nice, but somebody should get an engineering degree that works there. Everybody, nobody else makes their cabinets that way.
0: Yeah, I could. I saw that too, the way it was constructed when I went to see it in person.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the hanging rail. It just, it's, mm -hmm. you're screwing cabinets to the wall and there's nothing supporting them. Supporting it, right. Yeah. Can you imagine that Dan, that you can look at that thing and figure that out yourself? And that the engineers yeah. and the people manufacturing that whole brand of cabinets, it would probably cost 2% more to fix that mistake. And it would be an infinitely better cabinet. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing it. Right. It's a testament to really that it's not even worth their time fixing their cabinet because people are buying it the way it is. It is. I see. I mean, it's not the people don't know any better and they don't care. Well, and they, it's probably not even that they don't care. They don't know any better Mm -hmm. either.
0: Right. I don't know if you ever do that. Do you ever work with people out of the area? Not really, but
1: we get so few phone calls. Uh I think we got one phone call. I'll call back once we get off the phone in a minute, but we got two phone calls today. We'll do this for free all day long on a Friday. So you can call in and we'll vet your design. If you're working with Cynthia you know once she gives you plans and drawings it won't take a half an hour much less an hour right. or longer to really critique right. everything the only ways we'll be able to improve her work is probably with tweaks and things like that so yeah. you
0: might uh, have asked you a couple more questions sure fire on the, on the proposed dimensions or a proposed plan mm-hmm. you know the island that my wife wanted right she was asking like When you look from, like, say, the living room and/or dining room into the kitchen, Mm -hmm. that that uh, island there does it have to be centered on the opening? That once we take that wall off. No, it doesn't.
1: But once you get rid of, I I would say, once you get rid of the double oven out of that location, then your island could grow if you wanted to. And then you could yeah. make the island much more substantial with some cabinets on the back and then overhang mm-hmm. a little bit more because you really have too much room between your table and your island. You could have you know, more cabinetry on the back to make the, the island I- is going to look from the side very chintzy. So mm-hmm. if you got double thickness of cabinets and panels on the sides, the island would look much more substantial. And then if you made it a little bit longer, you'd have more work area to it. There's a lot of things that she'll probably help you with.
0: That island was exactly the way you described it. But then they couldn't figure out where to put the double oven. So when they push that double oven over to where it shows on the diagram, mm-hmm. then they reduced the size of the island.
1: You know, and I could, just, I would say you could do something yeah. with the double oven, like your pantry that you have. That's the walk-in mm-hmm. pantry. You could take out a corner of that pantry and have the oven there. There's lots of different right. things that that you could do with that oven. If you took a notch out of the pantry and put the oven right. in that corner, you just lose a, a little corner chunk out of Corn. your pantry. Yeah. Now your island can grow and everything else. The oven is actually way closer to the to the uh, the cooktop there sure. than it is from right. the other other location. But I don't know that you know she's she's going to be working on this a lot harder. Okay. Than, I mean, you could yeah. also take out your pantry take out a whole notch, one whole leg of your pantry out, and then you could put your refrigerator in that same place. And then you'd lose one whole leg of your pantry. But now, after you got rid of the wall, now you'd have continuous countertop around the whole thing. And then also, you Mm -hmm. wouldn't be dragging people. People going to the refrigerator wouldn't be pulled into the work area and the countertop would all be totally functional and everything else. You could then put maybe your microwave over there. And there's so many different choices you have that are good choices than than the choices you got here.
0: Yeah, and then maybe my last question is that island, right now
1: it's like a double level, right? I wouldn't have a double level. The only thing good about a double level is that it hides the sink and the faucet from the backside but you already have mm-hmm. one whole cleaning area. So your sink, that, that, that sink that you have in the island is really just gonna be a prep sink. And yeah,
0: that's, it, what it, that's what my wife wanted, a prep sink.
1: And it's probably not best even being in the middle of the island. It's sort of better probably pushed <laughs> to the left. If it's a prep sink, it's not gonna be ugly. So if once you make the island the second level, first off, the yeah. schools that you're sitting at are much higher. So your feet aren't on the floor when you're sitting on these stools, your feet are Mm. pretty high up in the air. And then also, since the countertop isn't all one level, then you can't serve off the back of your island. When your island is kitchen countertop height, not only is the whole island much more attractive, but, you know, now you can serve off the back. You can tuck the stools in underneath the countertop and people that were getting food, you could put the food all out on the back of the island and everybody could serve Mm. themselves and then go sit at the table. But once the island, the top of the island is at 42 inches instead of 36, now it's too high to serve yourself and even a kid or whatever can't even access it at all. Um, Even adults can't really serve themselves like a salad or something like that where you have to get the tongs above the sides of the salad bowl, it just ceases to really be functional. And unless it's a gigantic island that's so big that we couldn't make it one level, that's when we make them two a lot of the time. I see. So okay. when, when you can get well, it and it's just a prep sink that's not going to ruin the look of the, the kitchen or have dishes in it or anything else, it's so much right. nicer to have it be a more substantial island with no seams or anything else, just one continuous, nice thank countertop. It. Right.
0: Well, Paul, thank you so much. Uh, God, I, I can't believe like all the help you've done.
1: Hopefully if she works out for you, then maybe, and right. you're happy with her, then maybe you can just okay. get back to us and we'll add her to our sure. list. But I okay. mean, I might even add sight unseen. Most of these companies we add, we've just done the cursory examination. We just did with you to find them. So now that we right. found her, then maybe we'll add her to our list just to help people when you're a little bit closer to you. She's got all the tools that you need.
0: Yeah. So again, I appreciate all your help. No problem. Thank
1: you. Best of luck. And maybe we'll talk again. Okay. Sure. All right. Take care, Dan. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the mainline kitchen design podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer, Paul McEllery.
1: This podcast was brought to you by Brighton cabinetry. High-quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go
0: to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.